The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger? Danger Entertainment. That's right. Sounds dangerous. It it is. It's, it's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. You know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who the What Now, Besotted Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. You know, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're we're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace. This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. And we're being joined by an actress who is in the independent film Stan the Man, which was a delightful film. I absolutely loved it. Uh, we'll get Derek's opinion here in a second, but it's Dana Daray. Pretty close. <laughs> See, and I said it right before show and I... You did. You had stated right. Daray. Daray. Got it. Yeah. But I like the way you said it. No, it's more. It sounds more French, Dari, or, or more more Cajun. Totally. So, so tell us a little bit about the movie. A little bit about the movie Stand the Man. Stand the it's Man. Based, Stand the Man. It's basically about um, a guy who's very set in his ways, and that's pretty much how he feels. That's who he is. And then he had a near death experience, and he was given thirty days to. Uh, change his ways and he would have a great life so so he came back to earth and and changed it tried well i can't tell you what happens uh but yeah so he tries to change his ways now your role in this is sort of like a, a guardian angel mm-hmm. uh and i noticed in the film from when we first see you to when we to the last time we see you there's a bit of a change with you as well yes so how did how did you get cast for this particular film? Um, you know the, the the basic way actors get cast for films. I got uh, an audition, and I absolutely loved the material. 
and uh, and I auditioned for it. And it was one of the auditions uh, that I had that I put myself on tape. So um, it's put it on tape, which I feel like is just putting it out into the universe and whatever is supposed to happen happens. And I got it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> now, did you know anyone in the cast uh, when you first or was this a, a complete um, cold call when, it, when you went for audition? Yeah, complete cold call. I, I didn't know anybody. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it difficult doing an audition on tape or as opposed to with live people or? Well, I'll no, say I'll that say it's better, better to get um, in in an audition. I'm now I'm hearing myself. I think it's in your. Yeah, I'm hearing as well. I am double check our set. I'm double checking my settings. Okay. And there it's gone. Oh, good. Yeah, it's gone. It, it's, um, it's the joy of the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it comes with things. Um, so going in, into an audition, I, I mean, I've developed a lot of anxiety. I, 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 it, it's hard. If you don't have a lot of opportunities going into an audition, you're going to have a lot of anxiety, even if you have a lot of opportunities. It's just, you know, it, it's hard. But the beauty of going into the room and meeting the, the, the producers, they get to see your energy in real life. They get to see who you are. You get to kind of shine your light. Um, being put on tape, it's a lot less stressful. You can keep screwing up and go, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again, <clears throat> which can be, you know, kind of annoying for the person actually recording you. However, no, it's not hard to put yourself on tape. Um, no, it's not hard. It's a lot less stressful. So since you said you do it again and do it again and do it, how many takes did you do before you got the one you were happy with to submit? Um, you know, it's funny. I had like five days to rehearse. And do you remember my, my, it's like, it was like 15 pages of dialogue, but I had five days to work on it. And not only that, but I didn't have any other opportunities in that time. So I made it my mission to just spend, that was my job to, to learn the material. So luckily for the guy who was putting me on tape, um, <clears throat> I only did it like once or twice. He was like, what the, how did you do? I'm like, well, I've pretty much dedicated myself to this 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you got the time the role is mine yes that's great it's so true the dedication pays off yes it does so um for your role of angeline mm -hmm. what did you where did you go to get the inspiration for her uh, you know, well, it's a very unique story that happened. Um, I would say about a year and a half prior, if you're spiritual, you'll be like, wow. And if you believe that there's something else, if you don't believe there's something else after this life, well, then you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, uh, I had, I have a friend, a dear friend who, whose husband, uh, had a near-death experience himself and he was in a coma i don't know for how long but he was in a coma and he had a whole life up there that he saw and they the angels told him the same thing like you have more to do here on earth it was a gnarly conversation and it changed his life what the crazy part is is that my friend's husband said that the angel had my face and so i was like and he had just met me only once so he's when he was out of the coma and he was able to speak he was like uh, that angel was Dana. So on anyway, so when I saw this script, that's why I put all my freaking eggs in that basket because I really wanted it. And it just came so naturally to me. I just, I'm really very spiritual and I've gotten more spiritual throughout the years um, due to like books like Journey of Souls and different books that I've read and, and, and experiences and YouTube videos I watch. And so I was excited to have the opportunity to do that for that reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, since the films come out, uh, there's been some previews 
of it? What's the yeah? What's There's the reaction one. been? It's it was. I mean, it was a very small theater. I like intimacy, so I'm actually quite shy. But um, uh, it was it was it was just a very intimate uh, setting, and and the people there were very kind and um, very complimentary. And as an actor, you never get sick of being told you're doing a good job. So it was nice. <laughs> Now, did you get a chance to take on like a extra role as well in the film or just happen to be in the background? What do you mean an extra role? Besides playing Angeline, uh, be uh-huh. like a background character who just happened to walk by. No. To keep, a, keep an eye on Stan. Oh, <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. I did not do that. No. Okay. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Derek. I feel like I'm hogging the hogging the time here with the questions. So how how was the how was the director to work with? Um, well, you know, I was a little bit. Uh, I think there were a couple different directors. Uh, Stan, the man, Stephen Chase was apparently the director, but his character was in uh, the hospital chair when when I did that scene. So there was another person going back and forth and. It was, um, you know, I was kind of in my own world, and luckily, like, I wasn't told to do anything different or do any. They just kept saying, "Good, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing." So, my experience was everyone on the set was very kind and and allowed me to just like explore and do what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. Now let's, let's cover a little bit about your past or other projects you're doing. You're an acting I, coach. Yeah, what, you do your research. I did my research. Tell yeah. us, tell us a little bit about what you do as an acting coach and what makes you different from others. Okay, I'd love to. Thank you for asking. Um, so I got very lucky as an actor on my second audition ever, uh, 26 years ago. I got onto a TV show, um, and I had friends at the time that were like, "What? How did you do that?" Um, so I just started helping my friends as just like something to do on, you know, as a hobby. I, I would bring them on set to show them what it was like to really be on set. A lot of them took acting classes. I'm not knocking acting classes at all, but I got very blessed to learn everything that I've learned on camera. So I would show them like, you know, I'd bring people on set. And so for like 16 or 17 years, I was just doing it as a favor to help my friends and my friends' friends or my friends' children. And about, um, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, I started to just expand. Like when people would say, hey, you know, I have a friend in New York. Would you Skype with them and coach them? I'm like, absolutely, because I love it. And about a handful of years ago, I started to, um, you know, make it kind of like another job. Um, So I what makes me different is I'm a working actor. I have been for 26 years. Um, and I'm able to show and explore with these actors uh, from experience. So, you know, you walk, you walk, you talk the talk. So I basically just, I just help them from experience. I guess that's what makes me different okay. amongst others. Yeah. What was the first show you were, you ever got cast in? It was a television show called Unhappily Ever After on the WB. And if you guys are geeks and you probably know it. Yes, 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 yes. It's where uh, I believe Cinderella and Prince Charming are married, and it's their uh, after? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, oh. that's a different way to put it. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking a different, I'm, I'm thinking a different show. It's the same creators as Married with Children. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah, yeah. 
was with yeah. Nikki Cox. There you go. Are you okay. scrolling on MDB and trying to find it? Or you just <laughs> that came up? Oh, that too. I, I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out which one because there was there was a. So now I don't even remember. There was a sitcom about Cinderella and Prince Charming or Snow White and Prince Charming after they got married. Oh, that the Charmings, though? Yes, yes, it's the Charmings. <laughs> I, I get the, the names confused. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I do remember because it was after this show that uh, Nikki Cox went and did um, the Nikki Cox show. Yes, I think it was called Nikki. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, now you were you were on the show for, for how long? Unhappily. I was on Unhappily Ever After for three years. Oh. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to go back and watch a younger Dana. Well, you know what's crazy? I, I don't know if you can, well, you can find a couple little things on the on YouTube, but the shows that I've been on, like, the, like I was on another show for a handful of years, five years on NBC called Providence, and... And you can't find it anywhere. It's such a freaking bummer. I pray every day it's going to go up on Netflix. So I'm going to, it's going to happen because I believe the power of prayer. But, um, but I did like 70 something episodes of, of Providence. That was my favorite role thus far in my career. I uh, loved it so much. So, yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about Roku. You can have it search for anything and it'll tell you where it's located. All the various Ro- apps. The, the Roku, um, it's, it's a streaming box. Or oh. streaming stick, like the Fire Stick. Oh. And you could download different streaming apps, but it has a search feature that will search everything that's available and tell you which, which app it's located in. So I can actually watch my sh- Providence again? Because I don't Quite know possibly. how to find Quite possibly. <laughs> well, if it is out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. If it's it out must, there. It must be somewhere. I mean, we were an award-winning show. Why the heck isn't it? NBC. See if- well, whatever. It's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm going to search. You are? So this, this show that we're on right now, what is this? This is your, um, this is it's a, not live. No, we're, we're pre-recorded. Oh, oh got it. Okay, so, okay. So we're going to drop the show this weekend, as most of our listeners know. Um, we, we don't we do not do a live show. We're, we're always pre-recorded. So. I was like, wow, you're so calm and collected. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it, 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 uh, our approach, um, as our listeners know, is uh, we, we try and do our interviews like we're all sitting around a, a table or at yeah. a restaurant just kicking back and just very relaxed make uh we, we feel it makes for a better time for for everyone yeah i love that so that's what sets us apart yeah so with that being said um <laughs> let's talk about robot chicken okay <laughs> yes <laughs> how is that to work on it's, it it sucks. It's the biggest blast. I buffering. hear myself. Get, my there's our buffering again. Yeah. Buffering again. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm hearing it, it's hearing, it's, it's a Skype buffering it's a issue. Skype buffering issue. Uh, tell me when I, when I move. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's almost like we're in it that alternate, like reality. In alternate reality. <laughs> when when you have your oh the, now I don't now it's good. Yep. Um, so uh, robot chicken is uh, phenomenal to work on, and uh, Seth Green is a a, a god, and so <laughs> kind, and um, and actually has been a very dear friend of mine since I was like fourteen years old. So oh really. Uh, that's my in. Yeah. That goes way yeah. back. Yeah. I knew him. Um, we were in the same youth group region. What does that mean? Um, 
Seth's temple and my temple had youth groups, ah. and we we were involved in in the collection of youth groups in the Philadelphia area. And uh, there were two in upstate New York and a couple in West Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. We would get together once every three months, uh-huh. once every two months, something like that, and do a convention, a whole regional convention. Yeah. And I met him right after, right as he finished uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Wow. And I actually have the picture to back it up. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And then I do. Are you in contact with him still ever? Do you ever record uh, interview him uh, for this? I have not interviewed him for this. I want to. He's, uh-huh. he's been one of my holy grails. Uh, yeah. I've talked to his partner, Matthew. And Matthew yeah. says there are times I call him and his uh, manager goes, I'm sorry, he's not available right now. And he goes, uh, this is Matthew, his partner. He needs to talk to me or shows aren't going to happen. He goes, yeah. 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 His his uh, his team is pretty tight. And yes. With with Seth. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, He's too big for us now. I, I do know his full name. Yes. Nice. So and I'm not saying it on air because it <laughs> does not need to be said on air. No one's business. Yeah. And his mom, his mom's something else, too. Yeah. 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 So. I love you know him. But I, I got I to gotta reach out and try and see if I can get him back on the show. Or try and get yeah. him on the show. Yeah. yeah, do it. He's so loving and kind. Yeah. If he had time, he will, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just got to get past that management hurdle. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. Um, so how how did you get tapped for um, Robot Chicken? It, it, honestly, because he's my friend. Do that's it. it. I, I mean, he, he does pull. He does pull from his friends. Yes, yes, and um, he's loyal and he's kind. And they hire pretty. He they hire pretty much like big celebrities, and I would never be considered if I wasn't his friend. So thank you <laughs> to my cousin who introduced us when I was young. So are you originally from the Philadelphia area as well, or is this when he was out there working on uh, Facts of Life and Camp um, I don't Love and Radio Days? I don't know what he was working on at the time, um, but he, he, I met him through my cousin, Nicole, who is, uh, who's been friends with him for a long time. So I think he, he was like 16 or 17 when I met him. He's a little teeny bit older than me. Okay. So, um, Yeah. So I don't know what he's working on. We never really talk work, which I really like about that relationship and every relationship that I have. It's um, more authentic and uh, not work related as much as it is like love related, you know? Right. Nice. Very nice. That's always good to hear. Yeah. It's imperative to stay in a high vibration who you hang out with and surround yourself with. Favorite bit you ever did on Robot Chicken? <laughs> I think I was excited to play Hannah Montana. I was, <laughs> okay. I was like, I that's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good, and, that's a good one, right? And I just d- did an episode of of Hannah Montana, so I was like, oh, that's right, Hannah Montana is in my grill. <laughs> Were you on any of the Star Wars episodes? I was not. <sighs> I know, you know, we can't get it all. What about the DC episodes? No, just Robot Chicken. <laughs> None of the specials. Shame on no, Seth. Me, Shame on I Seth. Know. I will text him right now and let him know what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could tell him he could come on this show and we could give him a, a talking to about it. A stern right. talking to. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep that in my <laughs> back. <laughs> so how, how did you actually get into acting then? Um, I always wanted to be an actor. 
um, actress, and uh, I wasn't really allowed to pursue acting until I was out of high school. My mom wanted me to be a kid, and it was not like a, you can't do it. It was like, you can't do it. I want you to see if you want that later, but I want you to go to prom. I want you to live the life that most kids live, and and uh, if you still want to do it after you graduate, then by all means. And so um, there is a woman named Marilyn Zatmary who saw me in a play who has um, who had an agency at the time called J. Michael Bloom. And um, and she said to me whenever I wanted to audition for her agency um, to give her a call. So I gave her a call the, like the next day after I graduated. And I went in to uh, meet with her, her agency and... Um, she did tell me most likely she wouldn't be able to sign me up because I don't have any, you know, uh, uh, I don't have any, uh, what's it called, uh, credits, but they, you know, she enjoyed my work and what she's seen me in, in high school plays. And long story short is I did a really good job and um, I did a drama and a comedy monologue. And she's like, OK, look, we're taking you on because there's something about you. I don't know how much we're going to be able to do for you, but because um, you have no credits, but uh, we really do think you're phenomenal. So come on on board. And then I got lucky on my second audition. I got on a show. So it was just kind of was a, a I mean, not kind of it was a blessing from day one. Okay. So almost almost like it was meant to be. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you've got some Disney ties as well, then. Um, I got some Disney ties. Uh, I'm looking. I am looking at your IMDb to help okay, okay. help keep with my memory. Uh, okay. By you know doing shows like Step by Step and um, Boy Meets World, and then hitting over on the Disney Channel, which I remember this episode because my daughter is re-binging Jesse. Um, and I think I think she just watched your episode like a week or two ago. Did she know that was me when I said hi to her? I don't think so. Oh man, I'd like no. to see her again. <laughs> I, I will have to go back and uh, when we watch that episode, I'll have to go. That was that was our guest that she said hi to the other day. Yes, exactly. Um, how hard was it to break into the the Disney ABC realm uh, for some of these shows? You know, not not hard at all. I do like you said. Um, is it Derek who went on the bottom? What's what's what's? Uh, not sure. You're Michael. I'm Michael. Hand and up, then, Michael. And I'm Derek. Yep. Yeah, so Derek, what Derek said about meant to be, um, it's ah. just meant to be because like um, I don't. Ha- I I've been very very blessed to have opportunities in this business, but I have not been blessed to have. I have, well, I've always I'm always blessed, but I haven't had a lot of opportunities. So when I do get an opportunity, I take it to the next level um, and pray. So. Um, the when I audition, it's just basically an audition. You know, sometimes they don't look up and don't give a crap about me, and and sometimes they're like, "Oh my God, who are you? Where'd you come from?" So it's just really where you are. You know, being lucky enough to get in the audition and then shining your light and your talent when you're in there. Well, I always hear from actors how difficult audition auditioning is, and it just I don't. I give you guys credit. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Yeah. Auditioning is, um, I mean, I, I definitely developed, I, de- I developed a lot of anxiety on my first television show, Unhappily Ever After, because I worked with a director who um, was really unkind. It was like a moment. You can develop anxiety in one moment. I did not know that. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a moment and um, and he was very unkind and very mean to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I developed anxiety. So ever since then, like I do have anxiety when I go into the room. That's why when I have the 
material for a good amount of time beforehand, the anxiety dissipates and I'm able to have more fun because I've really worked on it. I know who I am and who I'm playing and stuff. But yeah, auditioning, it, it's, um, but what I love about auditioning is I, I created my own tool, a technique, some say, although for everybody and for every show, it's different. And for every kind of like four camera would be different than one camera, then be different than one hour show. It's all different, but I've, I've developed a certain way that when I go in the room, I'm able to uh, attack that anxiety. Uh, so, and then I, I, I teach my clients that too, so they can have fun as an actor. So, so you've learned to, to cope and, and created uh, coping mechanisms. Yeah. But in all honesty, if you don't, like, I had a possible appointment, but then they gave it to somebody else. But I had an appointment, by the way, Derek, I hate saying audition, so I say appointment. Um, <laughs> I, I had an appointment, and uh, and I, it was a four-camera, where all the dialogue is very, you know, it's, it's a song. You know, like watching a four-camera, everything is just kind of a song, and it's just so fast, and you can't really do it and speak like that. It's so specific, this, this song of a sitcom. And it was all this dialogue, and I'm like, no, I didn't want to go in. And then when I got called that they actually, the person they sent the offer to um, took it. I was like, yes, I don't need to, I don't need to study. So yeah, it can be quite exhausting. Has there ever been a time uh, with an appointment where you've had tech crew there and the tech crews made things easier for you? And it's just the, the casting side of thing that, that makes it difficult or, or vice versa? What do you mean by tech crew? Like audio guys, lighting guys. And, and I say that as an audio engineer myself. So no, uh, so uh-huh. I, I will not be insulted because my brother started off as an actor as well before he became a lighting designer. Oh, Okay. In auditions, there's never a tech crew. It's okay. literally casting. Um, so, but, you know, if the person, if the people are nice, it helps, but it still doesn't make it easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you were on quite a while for, with Providence. Um, who, who do you still keep in touch with from the show? Uh, who's, well, I guess we could start with that question. <laughs> Mike Farrell. Um, actually, I, actually, my hmm. heart just fell when you told me that, when you asked me that, because yesterday was his birthday and I forgot to email him. So when we get off, I'm going to email him. Um, oh. I do keep in touch with Mike Farrell. And what's really funny, that's pretty much it. There's a couple background artists that I became friends with on set who I still talk to. Um, but I was working on a Super Bowl commercial um, like a month ago, which, by the way, I got cut out and that sucks asses. But um <laughs> But I was working on Super, and the woman that was doing my makeup was, uh, she was talking about how she was working on the celebrity's makeup, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what celebrity? And she's like, Melina Kanakaridis. I was like, what? Because she's the lead of Providence. I was like, what? That, that's my, that's my, that, you know, when you're on a show for five years, it's your family. Right. So it's, uh, so I told her, please tell Melina, I say hi. And then she messaged, uh, she emailed me, the makeup artist, very sweet of her to email me the next day saying, Melina was so happy that you say hi. And um, she gives, sends you her, her love. So that's nice. But I don't, I don't really talk to anybody else on the show. See, I absolutely love Mike Farrell. Uh, I mean, what the hell? I, I, for me, it, well, it's yeah. when when you first time you meet him as BJ Honeycutt on on Mash, and of course, just the the roles he's had over the years, it has yeah. been amazing. Yeah. See, now that's someone I may have to try and reach out to to try and get on the show. Yeah, do it. I have to do who, so. Who's your favorite person you ever interviewed, <sighs> or most excited to to, to, to interview? See, I, I love when tables are turned on us. Um, Derek, I'll let you go first since so oh, yeah. you've, you've been on the, on the show. Derek's not my original co-host. Um, 
Oh, I, I've we we've had a I've had a change of co-hosts off and on over the years. Um, but Derek's been the long standing co-host and has been there for a lot of interviews. So I'll let you go with who who you've See, It's hard to say favorite because we, we've enjoyed them all and they've all been. Well, who different. are you most excited about meeting for the first time? Um, I think the one for me. And I know I said, Derek, I'll have you go first. The one, the one for me, because right. because of the way the whole setup for it went down, um, was John Schneider. John Schneider. I actually had his people contact me about coming on the show and come ah. find out it was him pitching, oh my God. pitching his independent horror film and wanted to come on the show. So wow. got a chance to... To talk with John Schneider, uh, another so, another one who yeah. who it was very similar. It was his people that reached out was uh, Curtis Armstrong as well. Wow! How do people know about you guys? Is it a, like a podcast or when you said a web series? We're a podcast. A podcast. Okay, yeah. I, I'd be able to find it. Yes, on any any podcatcher you use. Yay! Okay, and I will send Diane a link. Or actually, I'll get your email after show, and I'll okay. send you a direct link to to the show once it airs. Cool. So, Thank little you. little behind the scenes talk on yeah. on the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess Derek, your your favorite guest since you've been on. Are you you're still gonna make me answer it? I'm still yes. gonna make you answer uh, this. <laughs> I will say I can't really say one guest in particular. But um, what I do like is is there have been guests that we've had on that we end up um, developing uh, a relationship with yeah. or a friendship with. Yeah. So those are always some of my favorites. Yeah, especially when we keep keep chatting with them uh, off show. Uh, even yeah. even many times um, we we always look forward to every guest because it's the stories that they bring to the table, like yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With everything, um, we wouldn't have known about you had a bad experience with a director or the director or a director on Unhappily Ever After was a a jerk. If we mm-hmm. if we want to go that route, and of course. There were a couple different directors, so we're not mentioning names, which is. I wouldn't even fun. mind saying his. I really wouldn't even mind saying his name. Isn't that funny? I know I, I probably shouldn't, wow. but I I wouldn't even mind because he really did. Uh, he really did. He did a number on you. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wow, he was, he was that bad, huh? Only he had one bad day. That's the thing. I mm. we, we, I was on the show for three years. It was like year and a half in. So I'm just like, I was shocked by it and, and, uh, yeah, traumatized. I even went to hypnotherapy to try to get over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, what, was he like that too? Sorry to bring it up. Was he like this to everyone or did it just seem like you were singled out for that day? I, I was singled out. I, I did, um, oh. I stopped the network run through. Do you know about run throughs when you have a, and when you, when you're on a four camera sitcom, do you know about that? I've never done, I've never worked TV. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. staged and I've been live, uh, especially working um, at Walt Disney World for, for the past 22 years. Nice. So um, I'm going to learn something here about the business that I've been in for 33 years as well. Um, <laughs> almost 34. What's a network run through? A network run through. By the way, I love your, like your genuine uh, questioning. Like you genuinely care. It's really, there's something very very um authentic and kind about you and i both of you really appreciate that 
again, it's like if we were all sitting around at, after a convention yeah. or or just a get together, you know, we'd be the same way with Seth. It'd be, I'd be Seth. Right. Why, why, why are you doing me like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Here's the thing: a lot of people don't really. They people, a lot of people ask questions so they can speak to answer their answer. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't. They're not ge- genuinely caring about what what's going on. It's it's really refreshing. So. Thank you for asking. A network run through is um, basically you for a sitcom, you have a, a five day thing a five days. You get the script. You do a table read on the first day. That night you get a line changes. Tuesday, you have like camera. Blo- I mean, not camera block. You have blocking and all that. Um, Tuesday night, uh, before you leave, you do a producer run through, which is just all the producers watch it. You go home, you get a whole new script the next day because they change your lines again. A network run through is the, in all the producers and all the network, let's say it's CBS, all of CBS network is there watching a rehearsal of what they're going to film on Friday. Ooh. And is this yeah. when the network censors would step in and go, yeah, you can't do that movement. You can't do that line. Yep. But, but okay. we won't that as the actors, we just get told later, Oh, you know, this didn't work or we're getting rid of that line. So it's very nerve wracking for an actor because it's like, Oh, if I don't get my line, if I don't deliver it. Great. Maybe they'll get rid of it or maybe they'll fire me. I can't even tell you how many times people have been fired that are brilliant. Um, So I just don't like it. It doesn't go good with my soul. It gives me so much anxiety. So it was a network run through and my character had one line that week, one line. And I remember the line now very, very well. But when in the network run through, I completely butchered it because I had never at that time, I was only like 19. I never heard the words perfectly proportioned before. Never heard those two words together. And so I screwed up and I made the network laugh because I was like, I, I said it, screwed it up. And I was like, wow, I have one line. I screwed that up. The whole network laughed. It was not a big deal. But the <laughs> next day, the cat, uh, the uh, director I was talking about um, ripped me a new tushy hole in front of the cast, like, like <sighs> screaming at the top of his lungs. It was so evil. It was so evil. No one deserves to be treated like that. No, no. Yeah. And, and so early in your career, you, you don't realize something like that. You could just turn around and go, uh, after you've had a bagel or something, I'll talk to you in a more civil manner. Right? I know. Believe me, there's times in my life I wish I could, uh, not wish, but like things like that make me recognize that when I'm in, you know, I wish life sometimes is a rehearsal <laughs> because I would do it differently now. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, me, I'm I'm a I'm a bit of an introvert and a little socially awkward, so I don't really do well in in most social situations. So uh, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that over. Yeah, I, see, I hear you. I hear see. you. See, and I brought you See, out. And I brought you out. There goes the internet. There again. goes the internet part, again. Part of this part, gotta be the weather. It's gotta be the weather effect. There's something with the Eric when he speaks and happens. And happens. Oh, sure, it's all my fault. Blame <laughs> <laughs> it on the introvert. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Boston. It's Boston. Well, we do have some bad weather today, so yeah. Oh, yeah, where are you guys? Too. We had it here too. Mike is in Florida, in Orlando, and I am in Boston. Wow. Sexy. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You can find me five days a week. Five days a week. See, I'm hearing myself See, as well. I'm hearing myself Derek, as well. Derek, it is you. Derek, it's it got to be you. It's got to be you. Derek, Derek. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, go into uh, your software. Into your software for the interface. For the interface. And drop the buffer drop down to two fifty six. Two fifty six. Um, um, but yeah, I work at Walt yeah, Disney I work World. At Walt Disney World. I'm on two fifty six. You work you in at Walt Disney World? I do. I do. Wow, in Florida? In Florida. Yep. What do you do? I'm an audio engineer at Epcot. Do you know Jason Marsden? Name sounds familiar. Um, he's an ex-boyfriend of mine, and he was he is a huge Disney person. He brought me there, but he does a gazillion voiceovers. Like if you look him up, you'd know him from something. I met him originally on Step by Step when I did the uh, that that. But anyway, I mean, I was just I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you were friends with him because he's a total Disney whore. <laughs> and, uh, that's amazing that you work at Walt Disney. So yeah. do you work how many days a week? I work five days a week. Five days a week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And I've been there 22 years. Wow. You said. How, how often do you, Jason Marsden. See, I would feel comfortable messaging him and saying, hey, so-and-so is going to reach out to you if you ever wanted, like, look at his, look at his credits. And I'm trying, um, to, I'm trying to find him on Step by Step. But you it's, cut some of the interview off, right? Everything I'm saying right now. Do you edit this? If you need me to edit this out, I will. Uh, you, I don't know how long your video, your uh, your uh, your things are. Where uh, we don't really have a yeah. We usually specific time frame. Yeah, not this show. Our other two shows, which uh, Derek and I are on with someone else for a Star Wars show, and then ah. I do a Marvel show. Those we have specific Ooh. times, and uh, we record past that time. So when I cut out all the the silence or shorten the silence. Uh, we, yeah. we hit we hit that time frame that I'm trying to trying to get to. Oh, that's but this so, one you don't have any silent things. No, this one we we could go as long as you want to go. <laughs> so we're at but, your mercy. But Mike Mike will edit out the any silences there are to cut it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And that's usually a pretty quick process for us. Uh, it's down to. Yeah. Uh, depending on the show, uh, anywhere between three to five minutes ah. of, of editing silence out. Oh. Um, because the, one of the software packages I use, uh, it's one of the options is to auto trim crop uh, oh. s- the silence. That's so I set I set parameters and away we go. That's brilliant. Yeah, not yeah. to get all technical. Jason Marsden is a very talented, on another level, voiceover actor and actor on camera. Um, and uh, he brought me to Florida so many years ago, and I just had a remarkable time there. So that's yeah, I was just, amazing. I was just looking him up. He he looks like he's done some interesting voices. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I, I'm not finding him. I apparently can't spell his last name. Apparently. I think it's M-A-R-S-D-E-N. Marsden. Let me see. That could be it. Derek, you found it. My dyslexia. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, M-A-R-S-D-E-N. Very talented guy. I'm sure I know him from stuff. Goofy movie. Okay, Spirited Away. Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. He was the voice of... uh... The cat and Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what he did something where you played Billy Crystal, young, young Billy Crystal. What was it? I don't know. You'll find it on there. But he's he's so talented. I learned a lot of my comedy from him. It looks Just like watch- it looks like he'd be perfect for the Marvel show as well with his work on on different Marvel comics or cartoons. Yeah. He'd yeah. be, he'd be great want- here too. If um, you if you want me to reach out to him, please don't hesitate to ask. I can totally do that. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say, please reach out to him. We would love love to have him on. Send me exactly what you want me to say to him. I will literally send it to him. 
Okay. We yeah, but, and he doesn't live anymore. Where does he live? He lives like in the south somewhere. Ah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so outside of Providence, which we know was one of your, your favorite shows to be on, what what was another uh, show in which you did maybe one or two episodes of that you absolutely enjoyed doing? Uh, I loved, I, I was on a show called Perception, um, playing opposite Rachel Lee Cook, and I loved that. Cool. And I really loved it. And what was really cool was Providence had been gone at that point for like eight years or something like that. And and so many people that worked behind the scenes on Providence were there. So it felt like I was like going back home. Uh, but I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see I have a heart on my cheek? I, yes, we do see that. Yeah. I didn't know if you had noticed that. Or, I, my, I wondered, does it look like a big mole? <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> It's 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 showing that I I want to lead with love and and always um, give and and only want to receive love. That's why. So that's a beautiful sentiment. Is that Thank a tattoo? You. Is it no? Just face paint. <laughs> yeah, I just put it on for you guys. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. There, we're special, <laughs> and we're extra special because we have Dana on with us. Yes. Um, what, what's been one of your biggest joys, uh, being an actress? Uh, one of my biggest joys being an actress is it's so funny. It's like people want to know more about you because you're an actor. So then I'm able to share things that are, that mean something to me, you know? Uh, people want to hear your voice when you're when you're that way. When I was on Providence, my character worked in the vet clinic with Mike Farrell's character. So for a handful of years, I got to do a lot of things with animals, and I'm a very big fan of animals. So that was a really big um, benefit to to working on that show because I was invited to like the most amazing events, uh, animal events, and got to know like Linda Blair and just be really in the animal scene. Um, but yeah, just, just, you know, when you're a doctor, when you're a lawyer, you don't, you don't get to walk to the coffee bean or a Starbucks and someone saying, Oh my God, I love your work. And so it's such a blessing. I mean, ultimately we need to be proud of our work on our own and not need the validation from others. Uh, but to just be able to walk around and people recognizing you and telling you how much they love having you in their living room and all that, it just, it's, there's it, it that you make my mom laugh or you make my mom smile or whatever it is it's it's really quite rewarding yeah go ahead Derek you I heard you start uh, I was just gonna say that that was a that was a great answer oh, thank you who were your inspirations to get into acting you mean like other actors that I would have watched and thought they were yes. brilliant yes gosh that, you that know ins- that inspired uh your way of acting it's funny because I used to get asked that question when I was younger when I would like do a lot of like s- circuit like this and I would be like what do I say? What do I say? Because I don't know. And now that I've gotten a really good idea of who I am, I've done a lot of self-care and self-learning. Um, I I realize it's pretty much everybody in my life, like my teachers, my friends, the people that treated me terribly, the people that treated me beautifully, the 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 Starbucks you know employer, like these all these people, how they walk, how they talk, you know, um, what insecure looks like, what confidence looks like. I mean, I'm I've never trained as an actor, but I train every day watching people and how they react or not react and and stuff. So ultimately, 
every day is a learning experience. Okay. So, so you've taken the approach of uh, learning by observation of the world around. Yeah. So that's yeah. another that's way to say it. Yes. <laughs> so big picture instead of narrow focus. Yeah. Point of view picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a good way to learn. Right? People, people, and people, a lot of people don't, especially this generation when they're just here in their phones all the time. They're not paying attention to, you know, like I'll literally watch my friend's daughter texting someone saying, LOL, 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 and she's not laughing. Like, what <laughs> the hell? You know? So, like, and, and, like, the kids that I coach and stuff like that, they're, some of them are very present, and some of them are just like machines. They don't really see what realistically what it looks like to be you know, whatever it is, whatever kind of character. So that's that's going to take me a whole other direction, which is why I'm glad we we don't do scripted questions. Uh, We just let the conversation go. Speaking of the the kids of today, um, be it early 20s, preteens, since a lot of them you're saying or a good half are very mechanical and just does that make you worried about the business of what's coming or is the other 50 percent that glimmer of hope of now we're still going to have quality entertainment i think that if we live our life in fear in any way we're just sabotaging ourselves and uh, the people around us it's all about the energy so no i'm not worried about anything and no reason to be worried about everything anything and just want to be solid uh, in this moment and because this is the only moment that matters um I will say that a handful of years ago, I subconsciously took a break from the business. What I mean by that is I had no idea I was taking a break, but um, (laughs) IMDb got got my real age and I play a lot younger than I am. And I would go out for an audition for like, you know, a 38 year old mom and they would not take me seriously. And I just wasn't having any opportunities. And I had, sorry, my phone is blowing up. I just got busy. Um, And so I, I got, um, I, I started to try to do the uh, Instagram and, and stuff. And I, like most people, because I'm human, I would go down that rabbit hole and feel like I was worse, like nothing. You know, here's me. I have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like handwritten fan mail. But like I have six followers and it's my family, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, like, who are these people that have followers? And I started to take it personally. And not only that, but like, even to this day, it was like a, a, a week ago, a friend of mine was watching me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm nothing. And she's like, what do you mean? You're I'm like, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. And I was wa- looking at this other woman's like um, Instagram who has like 600,000 followers. And and it's like I, I actually bought into it. It's a bunch of BS. I know that. But it's so easy. They just fall oh, in. Yeah. We, we can relate real easy on this one. Uh, yeah. it, it's that love hate relationship with social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, cause am, we, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Me too. I'm the worst. I'm I'm a social media. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So feel free is still that term. Okay. Okay. I may give credit, but okay, go ahead. If you don't, don't, that's fine. I'm I'm sure someone else has said it too. I've never heard it. I've just got um, just came to me one day. Hey, I'm a social media. Um. All three of our my podcasts that I directly run like the Twitter accounts for, and I know Derek has the same issue. 
uh, with his shows that he runs outside of ours, we got the followers. But when we put stuff out there for looking for listener participation, and yes, I'm saying this on air, and I've <laughs> stated this on air before to you get listeners, so um, we just don't get the feedback a lot. Now, our uh-huh. one show, we get a bit more. Um, this show, uh, with some of our partners, we get some some conversations going with them. Um, but when we run like a contest, we we do okay. It could definitely be better. Uh, yeah. We reach out going, hey, we, we want feedback from you guys. Give us questions. Give us topics. Something different to talk about. Nothing. I'm like, okay. How, how many subscribers do you have? Uh, for this show on Twitter. Uh, Twitter... <sighs> For this, uh, for the sh- Twitter handle for this show, um, man, I got two notifications too. Uh, we have three thousand four hundred eighty-three followers. That's amazing. Listen, every one person is important. So yeah. that's how I look at. It. You know what I mean? Like everyone thinks, oh, it's the numbers. No, it's the quality. Not the exactly. Quality. Exactly. And that, that's the thing. I feel like I'm not getting the quality. You're not, oh, you're not getting the quality? If I'm not getting a lot of listener feedback or if I uh, put out, hey, we're looking for this and we don't get anything, I feel like I'm not getting the, the quality. So I hear you. Well, maybe or, this moment right now is going to change these listeners' minds. They're going to be like, oh, shit, I got to start <laughs> responding. We, we can hope. Yeah. But I, I don't want to put pressure on them either. I mean, it, it's the nature okay. uh, of the podcast world. Uh, and I guess right. it's the, the nature, too, in the acting world. You get a lot of followers, but not a lot of people want to. And it, it yeah. very well be a case of we're we're shy to talk to people yeah you guys are or 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 our listeners well online yeah yeah well i mean i i'm on instagram i'm not on facebook and i'm on instagram only to promote my my coaching i'm just starting to promote stuff because i've been working i just did an episode of a show called coop and cammy that airs very soon oh did your daughter watch it yeah she watches it too oh good okay (laughs) i'm in the nail salon she'll 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 say i'm i'm I'm, just let her know i'm the whisperer um but i did an episode of coop and cammy that's gonna air and i just did a movie with ann hayes and i'm doing a movie next this month with julie benz and i'm just getting back into the business so when i say that again i didn't take any time off i just like spiritually i did and the universe wanted me not to be doing anything so I can really do self-care, learn who I am, which has been a really big, amazing experience. So your episode of Coop and Cammy has it already aired or is it about to air? No, it's about to air. I believe it airs. Well, I don't know when it airs, but I know it's episode 200. No, sorry. Season two, number 15. Okay, so 215. Yeah. And that's them? Um, <laughs> that's Coop and Cammy. They want to know what's going on. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited to be... Um, back in in the world but i don't do instagram i mean people say i don't do instagram right but i do instagram the way dana does instagram i do videos in my car giving acting advice or motivational stuff and i've got i've got my group of people that 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 are my followers and i know i'll get more i truly was very i'm very very shy and i'm also derek i'm an introvert people don't buy that but i am such an introvert i really rather stay home and enjoy some food And just like not not be out in the world, I you know. Mm-hmm. I, I know that exactly. 
I'm kind of an introvert, but I have no problems going up to people and starting a conversation. Yeah. But I'm yeah. very, um, I'm very leery about what I will open up about myself. If yeah. It get, if it gets too deep. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's what's been fun about doing the podcast is it's allowed me to, to open up and it stays open to, as far as I know, like tonight, the three of us. And when yeah. we all relate to something, it, it, it's great. We could, we could go, well, yeah, we do have the similar thing in yeah. but if the rest of the world hears it great i've had stuff get you know when some of my co-workers have listened to shows um they'll they'll bring up something i'm like cool i put it out there i gotta live with it i'm gonna deal with it and i'm not sorry i said mm-hmm. what i said so good uh, it's, pick it's on me great. for what you want but guess what look at all the people i'm talking to and y'all aren't <laughs> and i'm having yes, fun with it exactly it's actually, even though I am, I am an, a shy introvert too. For some reason, I feel more comfortable doing these podcasts than I would like talking to people in in real life. Well, I think it's because you're, you know, behind a mic. You know, you don't have to have yeah, eye contact. Maybe. Yeah. No. Could be. There's something about that. What are your signs? I'm curious. Uh. That would be directed like to who? Both of you. I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. Poor, okay. I thought you were talking about in the background. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a Virgo, but I should have been a Leo. Uh, I was supposed to be born August 4th, but was born on the 24th. So the, the funny thing about that is you no know, should have. You actually were born on the 24th because you were supposed to. So you are a Virgo. I, I took my time, but I have a lot. You of, took your- but I do have a lot of Leo tendencies. Well, that do, have you ever had your chart read? I have not. I have it's not. a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, because I'm a Leo, but I have Virgo in my uh, my moon Virgo moon shoot. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I have a lot of Virgo in my twelfth house. So I actually am very methodical, like a Virgo. So you should get your chart read. I have an amazing astrologer if you want me to give you the information. It's incredible. Yeah, something may have to do because we'll have to do that with uh, my wife and my daughter as well. So that may answer yeah. some issues. Because my daughter has a lot of anxiety <laughs> issues and uh, sensory touch, texture type this issues. This astrologer really works well with kids. Um, and really, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it enhances human beings lives when they get their astrology read especially by my astrologer that i that i recommend because she guides people lets people know that they're not alone that it's a way bigger thing than we even know like we are we are not because of what we've done and it's 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 way bigger than us now i know chinese zodiac i'm a dog as well you're a dog i am okay uh that seems fitting my My daughter's an ox, and my wife's a dragon. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, what? Uh, what is your wife and daughter's uh, sun sign in regular astrology? Uh, my wife is a Virgo. Oh, two Virgos. And my daughter is a Scorpio. Ooh. Yep. Um, what about you, Derek? What are you? Uh, actually, I am actually an Aquarius. Uh. I was actually born on the last day of Aquarius, the 18th. Ah, okay. Okay. So you're an Aquarius. And do you, do you have, um, um, are you married or kids or anything or? I am married. Yes. No kids. Three kids? No kids. No. Oh, no kids. (laughs) Um, okay. What, your partner, what, what, um, what astrological sign? 
Uh, she is a Pisces. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I like Pisces. Pisces and the Crab. I think that would be a good match. Two Virgos. That must be hard. You guys are very methodical together, um, Michael? She's more methodical than I am. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was born on the 24th of August, so I'm like mm. right near the beginning of Virgo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that you know all things. It's amazing. Actually, I think I was supposed to be born on the 14th. Ah. So that's where, you know, I was two weeks late being born. So, so or I was, you I was born. Weeks. I was born in the 42nd week. So are you into the number four? Am I? Um, yeah. The only time I use the number four is I play hockey. And uh-huh. um, just recently, in the last few years, I've changed my number from 33 to 48 because of phantom power in, in audio. My daughter wanted me to have more of an audio-related number. I'm like, well, 48. I just like the way it looks. And then yeah. You got, and you got a four, and the eight is double four. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's great. I love it. I so, love it. So numbers are besides uh, it being phantom power, the way I see it, I have four and then the eight, my daughter and my wife. I love that. So they're both next to you right now. No, I mean, number wise with oh, the eight being, <laughs> being double four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, four that's, is eight, yeah. That's yeah. That's, them, that's so. great. I love that. <laughs> so, um, so you mentioned, uh, I know we were real quick about it. Uh, what are the upcoming projects that you, you could oh. mention you're, you're part of, but we're not going to go into yeah. details about. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I, um, I've got um, the Coop and Cammy airing uh, soon. Um, I've got a movie with um, Anne Heche called, what is it called? Oh my God, I'm the worst. Because um, <laughs> I, I forgot what that one was called. Uh, shoot, what is wrong with me? Oy, oy, oy. Um, I know the second one I'm doing right now is with Julie Benz, and that is called Chasing Nightmares. Okay. Uh, yeah. But why can't I need to look this up? Since you guys are on your computer, I'm going to look at mine. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, but how do I even find Oh, I know how to find it. I put it on my Instagram. Um, Let's see. Oh. Let's see here. See, it's funny. Um, IMDb on the computer does not show upcoming projects, but my mobile app oh. will. Oh, I screwed up. The one that the one with Anne Hache is called Chasing Nightmares. I'm terrible. I'm telling you guys, I'm like the worst business person ever. That's called Chasing Nightmares. And then the movie <laughs> that I'm working on now. Oh my gosh! And this is recorded. Oy, oy, oy. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's high quality. High quality entertainment. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be called the worst advertiser. Oh, Undertaker's wife. Okay. Yeah. Both of those sound very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm very grateful to be working. And I, like I said, I just kind of started up again. So um, I actually don't have representation right now. It's been like offers. So I've been very blessed and, um, and uh, just getting back. And I, and I, I do voiceovers. Also, I've been working with a loop group, um, and uh, that's been a total lifesaver as well. So which are you liking more? I know work's work, and, and you take a job for three reasons, 
because you love it or you need the money or both. Um, it's something that was instilled in me back when I was first starting off as a mm-hmm. technician. Um, which are you liking more currently, still being on screen or, or the voice acting? Or is there plus and minuses for both? Definitely plus and minuses for both. I love being on camera. My anxiety, I do have it, even if it's a one camera. So um, I'm also hard on myself, um, practicing daily not to be so hard on myself. Uh, when you're doing voices, can't I don't really find myself hard with myself <laughs> you know <laughs> I I, I uh, I'm not looking at myself or worried about and when I do characters I often do like kooky weird things and um and often the makeup is not so great or I don't you know feel like me which is a very good thing because I'm not me I'm playing a character um but I could get in my head sometimes after the fact like when I was on Providence I'm a size zero they would put me in size fours and fives um they to make me not look you know great and um I have blue eyes and they would spend maybe like 12 minutes lighting my scenes but they would spend like an hour and a half lighting like the lead ladies scenes and it's all about lighting and so when I'd watch it I'd be you know I'd make weird faces and do weird things and I'd be like man I look gross you know and it's like things that shouldn't matter but I'm a I'm a human and and it and it does it and it does so um so yeah so it benefits being on camera benefits being off camera both of which I wouldn't I wouldn't not do it for whatever the negative stuff is that comes along with it I just need to work on myself more do you find it hard to watch yourself on screen? Yeah, I do. Um, often I don't watch it. And if I do watch it, then I have to see it like 58 times. And then by like the 59th time, I'm like, damn, that was good. But it takes a long <laughs> time for me to be happy with it. You know, I think we're constantly always trying to be better. Um, and I think that's that's really important. I mean, I, I don't really know any. But I mean, I guess maybe I have met people in the past that are very cocky and they're like, how good was that? And like, I'm not really into those people. <laughs> I like yeah, right. Right. I want I like to be around the people that are constantly trying to be better. What's been one of the uh, most unique notes given to you for a uh, voice voice acting role of trying to get the voice that they want? Mm, I don't I the first thing that's coming to mind, which is not answering that question, but something that happened in a voiceover. I did a pilot called Psycho Ferret. Do you know who Lorraine Newman is? Yes. Love her. Right? Ray Newman. She she is amazing. And I did she was like the lead in it and then I was the lead also. Um and like she's just sitting doing her role and the part she was the the ferret. So like making all these weird, awesome noises, you know? <laughs> but I I was like, what was my my name was Jill, I think, and I was really a happy like character, like nutcase. And I like would just do I was sweating in the voiceover booth, like doing every single line, like a like I literally got a whole body workout. And at one point Lorraine Newman was like the hardest working actress in Hollywood. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I work really hard. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what came. (laughs) You you experienced sarcasm from Lorraine Newman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In a fun way. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, I'm going to have to ask since you broke out of voice. Can you do a little bit of your Smurfette from Robot Chicken? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even remember what I did when I did Smurfette. I have no idea. You know, when you do, as an actor, you you go to work and you do it and then you let it go. Actually, Seth, 
said that once to me and I called him like really depressed about something about like being so upset that I didn't do a good job in an audition or something. And he was like, your job is to do an amazing job or just do your best. And then you got to let it go when you leave. It, it's not a part of your life anymore. So I have no idea what I did as, as Smurfette. Okay. I actually forgot I did Smurfette. So okay. how's that? Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, Derek, you got anything else? Um, not that I can think of. No. Uh, where can people find you online? I know we said Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Anywhere Instagram. else? Anywhere else? No, not really. They can go to my website if they want to go get acting coaching or they, if they have a child and they want their child to get coached. I coach all around the world, Seattle, Chicago, New York, Seattle, like everywhere. Um, I coach kids like doing play production and I just, it's my passion. I love it so much. Um, I help people feel comfortable with who they are um, in their, in their bodies. I, I work with, um, people that want to do even like the other like a couple months ago a, a, a best man he was so insecure by getting up and speaking at his best friend's wedding and just wow. to have people feel comfortable in their skin it's something that god gifted me with so so yeah so they can go to my website which is my name.com and uh dana duray i think it says acting coach on instagram as well and um i'm not private so that's me. And the last name is spelled D-A-U-R-E-Y. That's right. Very that unique right. name. So, yeah. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. Um, again, oh, I, well. we'll have to talk real quick after, as soon as we're done recording. Um, yeah. And Derek, any final thoughts? Or do we just uh, go to that all-important question? Well, my, my only final thought is it was fun talking to you. And uh, thanks for coming on. I thank both of you guys for being so authentic and kind. I can your energy totally, even though we're far from each other, it's exuding through the computer screen. So I appreciate both of you very much. You're welcome back anytime, and we mean that with all sincerity. We we say that to every guest, and, and oh, we well. mean it to er, we mean it to every guest. So, <laughs> okay. um, so that one question that we always ask at the end of the show: Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. There is a fine line between genius and madness.